0: Hello and welcome to another weekly TV. So the summary of this week, I've been off, if you've probably noticed, I've either not been attending some of the classes or I've been coaching from a distance. Um, So I've had an opportunity this week to coach in a slightly different way. I've done it before, but it's always interesting having to narrate through the techniques and using two people to demo. I found it really interesting this week because there's often a disconnect between what your brain thinks you're doing and what your body thinks you're doing. So I could be talking through a technique and my body does something that I actually subconsciously don't know that I'm doing. So it's been really good to try to identify that and pick pick up on the points that maybe because they're so automated, the movements that I do, sometimes I don't realise that I'm doing them. I've got to try and make that connect between describing what I'm doing maybe with the hips or what somebody else is doing with the hips and bringing them both, both together. So that's been really interesting. Essentially, what I've tried to do is I could have moped around, got really pissed off because I wasn't able to train. I come back to the, that, you must have all seen that video, Jocko Willink, those who follow him. I come back to that video with him talking about good, trying to trying to look for the other side of things, the positives. And that's what I've done. Obviously, it's hard for me to stay away because I'm the, the head coach, my club. So I've been reducing my contact with people, obviously. Uh, and like I said, using narration to coach and use two people to demo. But it's allowed me to get, and try and understand a deeper knowledge of stuff. And I'm going to touch on a little bit in terms of the fundamentals later on in um, points to take forward. But yeah, another thing that I've been um, thinking about this week, and it came from Tom Blackledge. I uh, put a link out last week to follow his podcast that he did. And he, he's talked about it on social media and it's the difference between instructor, teacher and coach. And I found this quite fascinating, and it's something that I've contemplated a lot on this week. Defining each of those as, firstly, an instructor who comes in and just instructs, tells you what to do. Star jumps, press-ups, do specifics from close guard, I'll set the time for three minutes, do rounds, as an instructor. Now, a teacher... I come in and I'm teaching you how to do techniques. Teaching you to do jujitsu, teaching you how to do cross collar chokes. This week we've looked at Ezekiels, we've looked at the mount, how to escape mount. I'm teaching you these techniques. Now, a coach, I think there's almost like a deeper level to the element of a coach. And it's something I've tried to utilize this week and work on through coaching from a distance. Like what makes people tick? What motivates people? Who needs a bit of tough love? But who needs to be managed a little bit more sensitively? Not everyone requires the same approach. Understanding who is motivated intrinsically, but who needs external motivation? Who needs to be told you're doing really well while differentiating between who's happy to just crack on, who's got that self-motivation? doesn't need that external validation to carry on. I've been trying to be a bit more individualistic in my approach to the coaching element this week. And again, that's that's only going to add to my skill set as a coach. And I'm just wondering where you can start to apply that maybe in your life. The difference between instructing, teaching and coaching. Trying to understand your clients or your colleagues on a on a deeper level. Something to think about. So the things that have gone well this week, we've had a lot of promotions this week, stripes being given out. I put a social media post out earlier in the week about how I use the attendance cards and it's worth revisiting that. So I started out at a Gracie Barha school when I moved back up North. Initially, I was down south, got my blue belt down south. And when I moved back up north, I initially attended a Gracie Baja school. And Gracie Baja utilise attendance cards. Now, rightly or wrongly, they use attendance cards to track attendance for promotions. Attend a number of classes, you get your promotion. Controversial, maybe, rightly or wrongly, whatever your opinions are on that, fine. The other end of the scale is where I first started to train, where I first started as a white belt, had the opposite approach where there was no attendance cards. And if you wasn't someone who was like noticed in class and you was like kind of the gray man and you settled into the background, you didn't cause a fuss. You didn't really get noticed, therefore you were easily forgotten and you may not get the promotion when you deserve it or when you feel like you've earned it. And you maybe went longer than you normally would do to get a promotion. Now, this is the other end of the scale where I remember there was a guy there who was a blue belt. And seeing pictures going back now, like seeing pictures on Instagram now, I think he's only like a purple belt at the moment. And he was a blue belt when I was a blue belt. Yeah, he might have had time off on that. you do not I don't know what the, the score is with his attendance and all that and whether he's been training regular. But we all know the clubs who who aren't promoting people so that's the other end of the scale and I think that's a bit unfair. So I use attendance cards for the GI classes basically just as a bit of an accountability thing so you look at it and if there's no dots on on your card then obviously you've not been training. The other thing being that if I think I've not seen you for a while or I jog my memory and I think oh, I've not seen somebody for a while I can check your card to see if you've been training maybe you've been coming in a class that I don't teach. That's how I use them. I do not use them to track attendance for promotions, you'll get promoted when me and the other coaches give me the heads up and say so that they feel like you're ready. I'll have a look at you, maybe roll with you, or get people's opinions, and you'll get given what you earned. We've had we've seen some promotions this week, kids and adults. So yeah, that's been what's been re- that's been what has been good this week. Tongue twister there. Opportunities for learning. This week, we covered Ezekiel and cross-collar. And a few people, through no fault of their own, I take full responsibility, only really understood this week. So that's how you finish the cross-collar, in terms of gripping the collar, um, pushing the wrists into the neck, applying the first hand already on, getting the second hand in and applying the choke. So that has been an opportunity That has been an opportunity for learning for me this week. That I'm always trying to, when I look at the the syllabus and the schedule, I'm always trying to think. Well, let's let's keep people interested. Like, let's look at this new fancy guard. Let's look at this guard, at w- whatever it may be. Sometimes neglecting and at the detriment of the proper fundamentals. And this comes down to context why people are doing Jiu-Jitsu, why do people join a Jiu-Jitsu club? And a lot of the time, it's to develop a set of skills that are going to help them in an altercation, to build confidence, and not to engage in sport Jiu-Jitsu. So there's an element of that, that, yeah, we do sparring and people want to learn the new guards, but essentially, we've got to get those fundamentals right. We've got to know how to finish chokes. I remember Roger Gracie coming down last year, and he wasn't... So collar college, you get taught it in your first week of class or your first month of class, say. And he wasn't able to submit people successfully until after he got his black belt. It was only after he got his black belt that he understood the mechanics and how to position himself properly to tap high-level people out. So the opportunity for learning for me this week is really to really dial in on, especially for the time being at least, to dial in on some some of the fundamentals. You'll be covering, still be covering the beginner's syllabus in the beginner's classes, but the all levels classes, my classes that I teach, will be looking at kind of the next stage of the fundamentals, really dialing in on the details and what makes things work. So points to take forward. Similar to the last point, instead of trying to learn the new things all the time and bring in new elements, let's concentrate on what the fundamentals are, what you're going to use 80% of the time. What is used in competition? I know not everybody wants to compete, I've just discussed that, but the stuff that you see in competition a lot of the time is the fundamentals just done well. So gaining a deeper knowledge of those fundamental positions and techniques rather than trying to add a new weapon. And the last point to start to act on in the future is not to let the outcome be what I'm optimising for. And what I mean by that is the club's growing. We're getting more and more members each month but what I don't want to do is optimise and start chasing the numbers to get more and more people in, but not giving the quality which is going to make people stay. So we have to we have, to have the right members, so I'm not optimising for trying to get as many people in. I'm trying to make it through the Facebook campaigns and the social media that I put out to get the right members who are going to stick to Jiu-Jitsu, who are going to get value from Jiu-Jitsu, and you don't just want to do it just because it's the latest fad. And after a few weeks, they give it up. So there's a fine line, but what I don't want to do is optimise. It's for the outcome to be what I'm optimising for. I think you can get stuck in a rut with that and and get the wrong people joining the club. We've got a good thing going. It's getting busier and busier. But we're also managing to keep people on. And people are training for longer and longer. Got a really high retention retention rate, and it's a testament to everybody who trains, the environment that's created, the feedback that I get on a regular basis is new people who come in really rave about how welcoming they were made to feel, how they wasn't left on their own for any length of time, how helpful everybody was, and again, I can only be grateful for for people who are stepping up and going above and beyond. I mean, at the end of the day, you could come in and just train, keep your head down, get on with it, and not care about the new member coming in. But everyone's making everybody feel welcome and stepping up and making it a great place to be in train. So thank you very much for that. Awesome. Speak to you next week. We'll see you on the mats.